Welcome to the Power of Prayer podcast. This program is a ministry of All Saints Church in Lakeland, Florida. Each conversation is unique because of the topics and participants who join the Reverend Kathy Hewlin in the discussion. It's our hope that by listening to these testimonies and discussions, your openness to hearing from God in prayer will grow and change the way you love Him, yourself, and others. Well, on today's Power of Prayer podcast, I'm having conversation with Phil Mays and Vicki Chastang, and we thought today that we would talk directly about prayer, just best practices, ways that we want to um, just model for our own lives and for others, talking to God, listening to God, and we have several different talking points, but just thinking about how we carve out time to be in relationship with God. So maybe... One of our first questions, what is the purpose of prayer? Mm-hmm. How would we answer that? Well, I think it's communion with God. Um, there's one way to look at it that people do. The purpose of prayer is to get something from God. Mm-hmm. But I think the actual purpose of prayer uh, should be to get into his presence and to be able to be quiet and to listen to him and be in communication with him. Um, And yes, it's okay to ask God for things. It's perfectly fine to make our petitions, but um, there are also other types of prayer, you know, prayers of adoration and just uh, contemplative prayer. Um, So I think the whole purpose of it is to be in communion with him. Amen. Yes, and um, <clears throat> I think um, the prevailing feeling is that we look at God as someone that is going to give us stuff. All we got to do is, quote-unquote, pray. Um, the sad part is we, it's usually done, and you, you see it a lot in the movies or maybe reading a book. Everybody's down and out. They've lost everything, and the first thing they do is pray. And the question should arise, well, what were they doing before? To, to establish, as Vicki was talking about, a communion with God, but a relationship, which is what this is all about. Mm-hmm. And um, I've thought about this deeply over the past about four or five months of my life because I was going through a really dry time. And yes, I pray. I make it a constant effort to do it every day. And I, I, I have my readings, but I also try to do my meditations. But noise was getting in the way. And um, <clears throat> that noise interrupts our ability to listen to God as opposed to what most people talk about or hear them say, speak to me. Well, God is speaking to us. We we have a tendency to let the background noise, which is which it may be family events, it may be local events, it may be TV news, it may be something at your job, uh, an illness, whatever it is, and it's difficult. But that overshadows all of the, the fact that we should be listening for God. And you do that through a constant... Um, it's like getting to know any person, especially like a spouse or even a child, 
through communication every day on level you 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 understand where they're coming from and they communicate and sometimes it gets to be where you don't have to verbally communicate but prayer is the the root of our spirituality that's in my opinion um knowledge of the bible is right there because the two need to work together but um I just, I've done a lot of thinking about this only because I went through a really dry time and I tried to figure out why I was having problems. Mm-hmm. The problems were I was letting things interfere with my spirituality. Mm-hmm. And not saying, but when I recognized that and disciplined myself to turn things out, turn the TV off, and and and, and really listen to the Lord. Um, and I actually quit asking him for things other than guidance and discernment, but to empty ourselves. As we say sometimes, and well, we do in, in, uh, in our ministry at, at OSL and Christian Healing Ministries, we're the vessel. We, we, we are, in, in a sense, a conduit, but we're nothing else. We're here for God's glory. And I know me, too often I forget that, and it's me, me, me. And that's where we are. <laughs> so in talking about communion with God, relationship with God, I wonder if some of our listeners might benefit from some images. When I don't know why this image comes to mind, but when I was a child, one thing I would like to do is go out in the backyard and there'd be an anthill and I'd like to get a stick, and I'd like to poke down in the ants. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I'd watch them all come up and stir about, right? And something about that image is what comes to mind at times when I just wonder, does God look down upon us? And we're like all these little ants that we're just, you know, going in a variety of different directions, and we have our habit, we have our pattern. <laughs> and yes, then we get prodded sometimes to kind of get out of that pattern, right? And to pay attention. Um, so that, that's just a wake-up call. To have that image, but what is a like that? What is a, a loving image that ultimately what we want our relationship to be like? Uh, I've been thinking a lot about communion with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Um, just that understanding relationship that God has within God's self is supposed to be a model for us to figure out how to connect with God, right? And I know that for some people that can just get very theological it can get very much in their head but i want us to get to our heart with that thought right um so coming up with images that can help remind us of the beauty and the intimacy of relationship with god i think can help us to remember okay Mm -hmm. prayer is about intimacy relationship regular dialogue like Mm -hmm. first thought when you get up in the morning god how how's the day (laughs) how are we doing today right that we're talking Mm -hmm. with god to, to have that relationship at the very beginning and the end of our day and throughout the day. Um, so do any images come to mind for you all to just help us to wrap our thoughts around a loving connection? Well, I have an image, but a thought about uh, starting your day. We have a friend who always who says, put your heart in heaven before you put your feet on the floor. Hmm. And that basically is, you know, first thing when you wake up in the morning, hi, God, like you said, good morning, God. You know, Thank you that I slept. I mean, I sort of go into this 
all my gratitudes, you know, Lord, thank you for um, just loving me and all of that. But um, the image for me, I have a drawing and it's, and it's a very popular one. It's not anything unusual, but it's Jesus holding a little lamb mm-hmm. in his arms and uh, his, his forearms are so big and um, there's this little lamb that he's holding. And, you know, I just think how loving that our shepherd is mm-hmm. um, that, you know, he's holding this little lamb and that's who we are and, and that he loves us. <clears throat> um, and I also had another picture when I was younger. It was a little girl kneeling by her bed praying and Jesus was sitting on the side of the bed Mm-hmm. You know, she was kneeling down. She had her little hands folded, and Jesus was sitting there with her. So I think about those things. I always feel like he's he's nearby. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I have my dry spells. There are times mm-hmm. I'm in the desert, and I feel like he's there, but we're just we're just not communicating, and that's my problem. Not you know, he's there. Um, and I was going to ask you when you were talking about the noise, you know, to define noise. You know, what is noise? And and you did that. Um, yeah. Distraction. It's just the chatter, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's trying to get quiet before the Lord and your to-do list is running through and your uh, all of the things, challenges you're facing, you know, it just all starts trying to come. And the purpose of that is to distract us. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we can... Tell it to go away, push it away. <laughs> so what are our best practices of how to do that when when we know that there's just this running chatter in our thought life? And what have you been successful mm. with doing that helps to calm that? And I guess I'll offer from the Centering Prayer practice, um, particularly the way my friend Ricky Cotton has presented it to different groups that he said, just ever so gently let that thought, when you come to awareness that it's there, just let it go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then give yourself grace and try to recenter and refocus. Um, so sometimes it's just awareness that that's what's going on, that chatter is there. Mm-hmm. And taking a deep breath for me in those moments when I have the awareness and then trying to slow my my thought down by praying through breath that sometimes can help me and and using a prayer word like saying jesus's name slowly on the yeah, intake and, and exhale mm-hmm. yeah that, uh, that's similar to um it's just something i developed uh, whatever it's worth but i try to do it first thing in the morning and when it's usually quiet and everything and um when that starts, I stop. I stop my breathing and everything, and I'm going to say it, pretty much the way I say it is thought be gone. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like mm-hmm. you were saying. I'm just saying no. And I I really honestly, I cannot tell you it works all the time, but I try to clear my mind. And I'll close my eyes and think a couple. It's almost like you're, well, it's not, it's, going into a meditation where you do um and sometimes it helps to close your eyes to get get the familiar surroundings which may trigger those um bad word that may set off those uh Mm -hmm. those thoughts but to um to just consciously clear your mind it's like our prayer before we minister Mm -hmm. in uh, osl 
that you know make us a vessel, move all these evil and evil uh, spirits that may try to attack us. People joke about that, but no, it's serious. It's, it's, There's a reason it's that serious happens. Serious business. The Lord does. God does not want to be interrupted or want. To, he he wants to have that relationship. The devil doesn't. So. You know, that's not a coincidence that that happens. So a but, casting out prayer, like that, as yeah, you exactly. acknowledge this is a problem, that <clears throat> yeah. you cast that to be gone. It's, it's mm-hmm. done. But I do stop, and I'll kind of say, look, let's get this right, and just um, force myself. It works most of the time. And I can go back and concentrate, and, and, and the readings mean a lot more to me and my personal petitions and prayers and i know we've we've talked before but having um particular spaces places where you go or a chair or bed Mm -hmm. or you know whatever that looks like for you um i certainly have found when i'm trying to uh do work that's related to like i want to be prayerful in the work that i'm doing that there are particular spaces where i do that well and other spaces where i get distracted because Mm -hmm. i do other types of things there so we do have to maybe you know, just find those regular spots where you do prayer well and always yeah. claim that space. I have a scripture that I use, and um, it just came to mind, and I, I cannot give you the citation, but it's, um, um, I come against imaginations and speculations and every high thing that would exalt itself against the name of Jesus Christ. And I bring every thought into captivity, into the obedience of Jesus. And um, one of the things I also pray, and I pray when uh, when we're doing prayer ministry and anointing people, I'll pray that their minds are bound to the mind of Christ and that they would know the thoughts, feelings, and purposes of his will. And as a prayer minister, before I minister, I pray that particular prayer specifically because we rely so tremendously in our prayer ministry of emptying ourselves and listening for the Holy Spirit to have the voice of God speak to us, that I feel like that that's very, very important to do, that my mind doesn't take over and start praying the way I think I should be praying, but I'm praying the way the Holy Spirit is leading, the way the Lord is speaking, <clears throat> so that I can hear him and uh, try to direct my prayers properly mm-hmm. for what God wants to do. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a, a learned practice. Oh, yes. Years and years. And I would say, you know, there's plenty of people that wonder, well, how do I get there? <laughs> so if you could just give the first couple steps or the first step, Vicki, of where you started to learn how to listen that way? Oh, um, well, it was so many years ago. Oh, my goodness. Um, I had a I had a book, and it is <clears throat> still in print. It's called Prayers That Avail Much. And um, there's also another good book, um, The Sword and the Spirit by Joy Lamb. But The Prayers That Avail Much, um, it has prayers for just about everything. And my children were very little, and <clears throat> it's a good 40 years ago, but I used to start my morning, uh, my day at 5, 5.30 in the morning to have quiet time with the Lord. And um, 
for the very reason of being a mother of young children. My husband traveled a lot. So for all intents and purposes, I was a single parent and I worked full time. And so pulling my thoughts in my brain, you know, those, all, all those, all the noise, all the distractions were very, very easy. And I knew I had that period of time and that was all I had. <laughs> and if I didn't start my day that way, it was not going to be a good day. And um, so that scripture happened to be in that book, in one of the early pages, in early chapters or early pages of the book. And the book taught you how to pray. And um, I just remember I've recited it so many years and so many times that it was just a way to help me get my, my brain where it needed to be. Another thing I do is just put on very, very quiet music. Um, Instrumental helps me, but there are some other ones that are very, very good that just some quiet worship music in that background. And that sort of helps too. Anything with a lot of singing or that's very loud is very distracting for me Mm -hmm. um, when I'm wanting to come into the presence of God. But um, so the, the book title is Prayers That Avail Much. Prayers That Avail Much. Okay. Yes. And and I would also say that um, I would imagine there were people around you early in your building your listening skills that would affirm because of either you heard them pray and you realized, oh, I was thinking that thought, but I didn't know that was from God but you heard somebody around you pray. So that kind of affirmed what you were hearing. It did, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had a friend back then, um, and I've, I've shared this story before, that um, she and I met, I don't know, two or three times a week, and we would pray for two or three hours together at mm-hmm. a time. And um, then we started meeting at that early, early morning, because she had young children too. And... Um, get our prayer time in together, and we also led a women's prayer group. And so um, praying with her taught me a lot. And um, in being a co-leader of that group, I felt it was very important that I really needed to learn how to listen to God and how to hear his voice. And that's it. That's so affirming when someone prays something and you go, oh, yeah, I heard that too, or... Um, sometimes we pray in teams. We always pray in teams at Christian Healing Ministries and also in OSL. And, um, you know, you'll be thinking, at least for me, you think, Lord, am I really hearing you? Holy Spirit, is that you or is that just me? You know, that's such a normal question that people ask. How do I know the difference between me just thinking it and hearing God? And um, that very thing would happen. You know, our prayer partner would sense the same thing, and we would confirm with one another, which is why we pray with our eyes open, but that's a whole other story. But <laughs> uh, so we can communicate with one another. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, that's that's a completely, that's part 16 on how to, <laughs> how to do this. That's a, that's a school of healing prayer lesson. <laughs> But a best practice that we could take away from this is just that you practiced prayer. That was, um, you oh, know, yeah. yes. just doing it and getting together with other people. And that was, you know, just meaningful and, 
and mm-hmm. it was the intentionality of it and expecting that something would happen too. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Uh, I was with some students the other day and, and just encouraging them, you know, you have to have an openness that something is going to go in, that you're going to learn something that you want to receive and hear. Um, if there's not an openness there, I, d- I don't know that you're going to get very far. Mm-hmm. So just having the desire to know that God is trying to communicate and God is part of this relationship, actively part of it. So inviting us to have that openness. And I think what Vicki well. was, when you mentioned the word sensing, that that kind of mm-hmm. rang a bell with me because it's the way we use, you hear the terminology, speak to me or I, I heard. There's other ways that the Spirit touches you. And um, I'm familiar with only a couple, but but it. It's not necessarily. Sometimes it is a voice. Sometimes it's a. It is a. Um, I guess a, an actual feeling, a sensation, kind and of a knowing. Yeah, it, it like you were saying. Sometimes when I'm uh, ministering in the chapel, I'll sense between who I'm praying with and and also sometimes who I'm praying for, something's happening there. But um, I think the important thing is, like, Vicky, it takes, pra- it, and I shouldn't say practice, it takes a love of wanting to get to know you, mm-hmm. know God, know his son, the Holy Spirit, and it's like anything else. But I think there's, I don't know, there's a maybe a natural aversion to this idea of prayer. It's okay, though. I'm going to go get coffee with Sally because we'll, or, or, it could be a guy too. So, you know, so we I should, understand. We should. I'll go get coffee with Sally. You go with Ernie. All right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but, but the point being, you can see, touch, and and kind of kind of feel that situation. But it's the same thing. But it's a deep. To me, it's on a deeper level because of that. That's the other thing that, and it. God is not, a, uh, instead of being cliche, a cosmic Santa Claus or a big daddy that's going to just take away all your problems or not. He's the creator of the universe. We are just his humble servants. Just to be in awe of that means to recognize that to me makes it awe-inspiring. Mm-hmm. So y- it's that idea that we're not human in his eyes. We, we are his creatures. But when I say that is, he can boil over at any time and, um, and know that we are subject to the greatest entity, the eternal God. So um, that in itself inspires me. But like you said, it's, it's how often you do it and if you get prayer, you know, if you can meet with somebody, that helps. It's whatever. But you do it, and you do it on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I know for prayer ministry, the more uh, my experience is, the more that I'm praying with people, mm-hmm. particularly in individual meetings, um, those individual one-hour, 90-minute meetings, that we uh, prayer appointments that we do, the more I do it, the more I feel like I'm in tune with the Lord. If I haven't done it in a while, then, you know, it's kind of, 
I feel like I have to sort of warm up mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, and tune in ahead of time. And um, I think one one thing about prayer is because we love Him and we just mm-hmm. want to uh, to know Him better. Mm-hmm. And um, another thing is to go into that prayer time, that individual prayer time, with an expectation that we're going to receive something from him Mm -hmm. and when we're praying for other people ministering go into that expecting that god is going to move Mm -hmm. whether we see it or not but expecting Mm -hmm. that it's happening Mm -hmm. and since phil when you said love about two minutes ago and vicky you just said love again and i asked us for an image a little while ago i mean that is that is resonating in my spirit for people to hear that that think about the relationship It's love at the center. Mm -hmm. And when you're praying that you're listening for love, you're listening for how God loves you. Mm -hmm. And so our part two conversation that we'll have a little while from now, um, I think we'll bring back how, but we personally can have examples where we're not hearing that love or not paying Mm. attention to that love. Absolutely. And getting us back to where's love in the midst of that. Correct. Yeah. So thank you both for conversation today, and um, I'll pray us out. God, thank you for helping us to just bring to mind things that have been encouraging for us in our relationship with you, and thank you for your love that you have for each of us. And I pray for us and for our listeners that they would um, just be bowled over by that, that they would be... um, cut to the heart, that they would be drawn to you in such a way that they have to stop everything and pay attention and listen for your voice and be in your presence. So God, thank you for the ways that you want us to be before you and to simply be with you. Thank you for your care. We pray this in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Amen.